Ladies and gentlemen, let's talk brass taps and tasty snacks. Let's talk the Handlebar Chico. They are a craft beer bar and restaurant right here in Chico on the south end of town, and they have a happy hour seven darn days a week from 2 to 6 p.m. You get a dollar off all of their draft beers. They have 28 on tap for your selection. Try them all if you want. Again, that's the Handlebar right here in town, located at 2070 East 20th Street. Again, their happy hour is seven days a week from 2 to 6 p.m. Go check them out. Handlebar Chico. Why don't we begin? This is Fresh Hop Cinema. Good evening, or morning, or afternoon, or middle of the night, whatever time you are listening to this. This is Fresh Hop Cinema, a craft beer and movie podcast and radio show based in Chico, California. I am Max Minardi. And I'm Johnny Summers. Hello. This week on the show, our review of RRR, a new film from India and director S.S. Rajamuli telling the fictional history of two legendary revolutionaries' journey away from home before they began fighting for their country in the 1920s. But first, Johnny, what are we drinking this week? We are doing two beers from Homage Brewing Company out of Pomona. We're going to get an email right away. We got to say homage. Is it I'm homage? sure it's homage. Is that how you spell homage? That is how you, yes. Okay, so it's homage. Yes, it uh, is homage. Out of Pomona, California. The first beer from Homage Brewing is Saison Spritz with strawberries and Grenache grapes. It is a barrel-aged fruited Saison. And the second is a beer called Nectar Hazy IPA. Guess what style it is. I'm going to guess a hazy IPA. Good guess. I'm also going to derail this really quick because you do hear the turn of phrase. You say, yes, like I'm, I'm it's an homage. Mm-hmm. Very common. But you also hear people saying, I'm paying homage. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I'm positive that one's not right, but that is what everybody says, including me. I thought, excuse me, I thought, <laughs> my, voice just, my, voice just, my voice just left me there for a second. It's back though. Yeah. I thought homage was spelled differently. I think you think of mirage. No. Okay. If you're listening on KZFR 90.1 FM, we hope you're having a terrific Thursday evening. As a quick heads up, you're only going to be hearing the first 30-ish minutes of our show today, which includes our first beer review and the spoiler-free portion of our discussion of RRR. But if you are so inclined to listen to this show in its entirety, which includes spoilers for the movie, a second beer review, and the always titillating segment, Hot and Bothered, Johnny will tell you what to do. Go search for the Fresh Hop Cinema Podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, etc. We release new episodes every Friday morning at 7 a.m. and have been doing so since 2016. If you like the show, or me, or Max, just go leave us a five-star rating review on Apple Podcasts and let us know you did. To hang out with us on social media, just search Fresh Hop Cinema on your Twitters, your Instagrams, your Letterbox, your Untapped, or just head over to our website, freshhopcinema.com. If you would like to pay us homage financially, you can go to patreon.com. It's a way to support our show on an episodic basis. If you have a dollar a week to spare, $4 total, my friends, you can help us. You can help us continue making these episodes and purchasing beers for the show and buying movie tickets. And um, by proxy, if you pay a little bit more or even a dollar, it goes the same place. You can help us put on fun events and those include bar hangs where we invite you all to come out and, and have a beer with us and talk about your favorite movies, your favorite beers, whatever it might be. We have uh, fun get togethers, sometimes at Johnny's house. I think sometimes maybe in the future at my house. Um, and it's a good time in general. It's a good group of folks, um, like-minded people. If you're into beer and movies, uh, you'll you'll have some things in common off the bat. Yeah, we've got a nice little community of, of beer and movie friends going. A cult. 
basically. Call it what it is. Yep. Anyways, that's patreon.com slash fresh hop cinema. You can sign up. I think it takes like three minutes. I just joined um, a musician's Patreon and it was it was so, so easy to sign up um, and and fairly cost inhibitive, uh, whatever the opposite of prohibitive is. Cost encouraged. Conducive. Conducive, sure. Um, so check it out if you are so inclined. We'd super appreciate the support. And I think that's all of our housekeeping, Johnny. So let's get into beers for the week. Yeah, let's do it. I am stoked for these beers. The first beer is called Saison Spritz with strawberries and Grenache grapes. Again, it is from Homage Brewing out of Pomona, California. This is a barrel-aged fruited Saison all right. that is only 5%. From their website, we read... As you know, we love working with farm fresh fruit, and one of our favorite fruits to work with is grapes. I know. Because of the different flavors and textures, it adds to our beer. With this beer, we intended to use different fruits paired with different grape varietals. Our goal with Saison Spritz is to create a thirst-quenching beverage by using influences such as wine spritzers and hard seltzers. We conceptualized this beer with the intent of creating a complex but easy and enjoyable spritzy homage that, that come on homage <laughs> homage barrel aged saison we chose a low alcohol barrel conditioned aged hop saison base and re-fermented it with grenache grape juice from central california as well as the sweetest strawberries we could get our hands on it's super fragrant with notes of sweet strawberries melted popsicle white grapes it finishes crisp dry and intensely effervescent we encourage you to drink the spritzy beverage straight out of the can no. which we are not going to do uh, to enjoy the tight and bubbly carbonation don't call my beer tight or bubbly well uh, bubbly's okay bubbly's okay tight <laughs> bubbly's good tight <laughs> All right. Am I supposed to be drinking it? or sure. uh, Made with nothing but barrel-aged beer, juice, real whole fruit, and wild house yeast. All right. I've poured it into our glasses. Nice job, by the way. That was a mouthful of stuff to read. Well done. Yeah, um, yeah so we're not drinking it out of the can. It does say to do that, but I, I didn't want to spill our beverages across our computers and our notes while we were doing this. So I've got it in my glass. It looks like pink lemonade to mm -hmm. me. No head whatsoever. Very little carbonation actively in the glass, and it's darn near impossible to see through. But Max, is it tight? I swear that your glass was full when I poured. Did, was it a full or did I not give you more than that? Did yeah, you just drink that much? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Johnny, first impressions on this beer. Definitely doesn't taste like ripe sweet strawberries. For me, I'm getting sure. immediately more punchy kind of less ripe strawberries. So I, the, from the description, I was anticipating jamminess, whereas uh, with this, I get a bit more tartness, but I'm fine with it. Uh huh. Still heavy on the strawberry notes. Very light, crispy even. Uh, easy uh, to drink and that it just goes down nice and smooth and you kind of want to just keep drinking it. Thus, my little taster glass being half empty. Right. Or half full. Or half full. Come on now. Exactly. Depends on what kind of mood you're in. Yep. So it's intriguing. There's grape notes for sure, very present. Mm -hmm. uh, it's interesting that they referenced white grapes in the tasting notes when ganache grapes are in fact purple. Are they? They are. I Googled okay. it. Nice. Good job. Uh, so... That's odd, but uh, you know it is what it is. I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a comparison here. Back to your point about the tart strawberries versus super sweet strawberries, mm -hmm. like is described. There's some people in the world who would look at uh, I don't know, um, let, let's say a ganache grape, and they would say that's purple. Mm -hmm. There's other people that say that's periwinkle. And I'm going to draw the connection that people that drink wine would say periwinkle, and beer drinkers would say purple. Mm -hmm. When a beer is described as sweet and strawberry, and not even, sorry, let me back up, not even beer and wine drinkers, beer and wine makers, or if beers and wines could talk, beers are less subtle most of the times. So when you see like a super sweet strawberry descriptor on a beer, that's usually what you get. Mm -hmm. 
this particular beer is so heavily inspired by wine. I think I'm going to chalk up the calling out of sweet strawberry notes. I'm going to chalk that up to uh, wine talk. Mm. And it almost – like when wines are like, you're going to get notes of – you know, tobacco and charred oak. And I guess I'm describing beer also, but in whiskey and whiskey. Sure. Um, I just think that it's more subtle in wine than it is in beer most of the time. So I think that's kind of the angle this is coming from. Cause I'm with you. It's not like a sweet strawberry, but no. there's strawberry there. It's very sure. strawberry. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's mixing with a lot of, I don't want to quite go as far as to say bitter, but I think you're right. A less than adequately ripe strawberry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's got a, a dryness, on the mouth to it, which makes me feel like I'm almost drinking like a dry white wine. Sure. Which is strange because, as you said, ganache grapes. Didn't Google it, taking your word. Yeah. But um, Do you like spritzers? Are you a fan of, of some wine so with some sparkles? Is that what that means? Uh, spritzers usually like, yeah, like white wine with like 7-Up or Sprite. What's a wine cooler? I liked those when I was younger. A wine cooler is just <laughs> still, sugary, I still like <laughs> sugary wine, like um, sugary malt. They're not even wine. They're like malt liquor. What's like a brand of them? Oh, like the Arbor Mist no. or Bartles and James. Maybe. It was a big I'm just thinking of wine coolers and they're not thinking of a brand at all. Um, but a wine or a wine spritzer is more like a cocktail, right? You're, that's what you're getting at. It's like wine and then like a, a, an additive. a sudsy, yeah. like mm-hmm. a 7-Up or like a sparkling water yeah. or something. Probably not. I don't think that sounds good at all. There's some it good sounds ones. okay. It depends on the wine too, like a nice Pinot Grigio with a splash of- Just drink of, a sparkling rosé or a champagne. Pinot Grigio with like Sprite, very good. Is it? Very good. Well, Pinot Grigio is good. Sprite's good. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. You put them together, you're having a good Some time. effervescence, a little bit more sugar. Let's talk about the effervescence of this beer. Yeah. Because that is absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. It's very bubbly, very alive, very active. I was feeling like burping after a half of an ounce. I'm not yeah. sure if that's me uh, or if it's this beer. Right. Who knows? S- small bubbles, though. Very, very tight. Tight bubbles. Not champagne-y. When I hear super effervescent in a beer, I'm anticipating yeah. like a really like, like it's going to crisp and crackle and let's let's build a spectrum real quick on on the far end of the spectrum on one far end is champagne mm-hmm. on the other end is a nitro beer mm-hmm. like a guinness yeah where does this land for you if this is like if the, if the guinness is a one and the champagne's a 10 where do you think the effervescence effervescence lies on in this beer like a six yeah okay that's probably about right i would have said like a seven mm-hmm. um and and yeah when they said what did they say tight and um effervescent right mm-hmm. evokes images of like a three or a four to me yeah um, that said, this is very refreshing. 5%, you can't go wrong with something like this. It's it's also pretty darn cold out. I don't know if this is a seasonal release, but if it is, I might reevaluate that if I were down there. Um, that said, they're in Pomona. So what is seasonal in yeah. Southern California? You this know? beer's great for all year. All year round. Yeah. Quite frankly, I mean, if you're in the market for a, a seltzer or something akin, I'd say this is a very nice craft beer equivalent. That's probably true. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you that. Um... I do enjoy it. It's not blowing my mind necessarily, but it's very refreshing. It's super tasty. I like what I'm getting for the most part. There's nothing. I've only had one sip. I'm going to go back for more. I drank all mine. Did you really? Mm-hmm. Look at you go. Good for you, man. Um, there's certainly nothing jumping out, at least on my first sip, that I hated. What about you? You've had an entire glass. <laughs> entire, entire like <laughs> entire four ounce Four glass. ounce glass. Yeah, dude, such glutton. a lush. Yeah. You know, it's, it's pleasant. It's tart. Goes down easy. It reminds me very much so of a of a lemonade beverage. Yeah, uh, like a strawberry lemonade for sure. Uh, it doesn't strike me as particularly saison esque. I'm not getting. There's a little, a little, but not much. Like I would like a bit more of that yeast to be at the forefront. 
Uh, also, the the amount of fruit that I'm getting on the profile is underwhelming. Dude, I think so. I, that was my second drink, by the way. I think that the sweetness that we are not getting mm-hmm. is is because it's being masked by that saison yeast. Because mm. when I started looking for that saison profile that typically throws me off and and or puts me off rather, I found it. Mm. But it is masked under some strawberry stuff, which I think is is more to the power of the balance of this beer. Um, in fact, remembering that it's a saison makes me like it a little bit more because I typically uh, don't love that style, particularly you know the the yeast flavors that you're wanting more of. It sounds like yeah, maybe we should have drank it out of the can. Well, that's the thing. If only we had more. You, where'd you? Can we shout out where you got these? Yeah, the the homie JJ brought these up from LA. He was at their tap room and okay sent me a, a menu and I just picked some stuff that sounded cool. Sweet. When you were looking at their menu, was it a lot of stuff like this? Or did their beers kind of run the gamut stylistically? Pretty gamety. There was two, I think, varietals of spritz out right okay. now. Uh, and then a bunch of different, you know, IPAs and hazies and things like that. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, yeah, I'd be curious. Um, and I, I, and I'm, I'm speaking as a listener here. I'd, like, I'd be curious to try another one of their beers. And I'm stoked that we get to try, uh, yeah, a different style mm-hmm. later in the show. Because I, I think that'll be the real kind of making or breaking point for, for me, at least on this brewery and whether or not I want to try more stuff. But for now, I think it's, it's good. It's not, it's not blowing my mind. I definitely don't dislike it. It's pleasant. I'm going to drink what's in my glass. I'm, I'm whelmed as you say. Yeah. Do you want to talk about this anymore? Do you have anything else to add? No, I think it's adequate. Yeah. More strawberry though. Yeah. How, yeah. Punch up the fruit. It's hard to put this in numbers, but like a, a lot more or a little, because at, at, at what point is it going to be just too sweet? I think not too far from here. I think you're thinking pretty far down the road. Pretty far. I like a jammy beer. That's true. So pretty far. I mean, you could give me 30% more strawberry sweetness and I'd be stoked. Oh, I'd be stoked too. That's plenty. Yeah. yeah that's I mean, that's, that's a good I would almost spot. take more. Because then you'd still get the tang. Mm-hmm. You'd get a little bit of the funk and you get that jammy. I want the jamminess and the funk to just be playing like, uh, you know, yeah. table tennis in my mouth. Yeah. That's nice. That's a good image for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's give Saison Spritz, strawberries, and Grenache grapes uh, an out of 10, Johnny Summers. <sighs> this feels like a like a 5-5 five, five for me. 5-5, five, five, yeah. just above average. It's fine. Practically speaking, I have the exact same rating, though I don't I don't mess with those decimals quite as much as you do. It's a 6 for me for all the reasons I just said. Do you have anything else on this beer? No, looking forward to the next one. Once again, you're listening to Fresh Hop Cinema. If you get the chance to try Saison Spritz, this variety or another, please let us know. The easiest way to do that is to take a photo of yourself drinking the beer probably and tag us at fresh underscore hop underscore cinema on Instagram. Think we got this beer wrong? Do you think we got it right? Do you have a beer or a brewery that you think we should review? Message us on Instagram or send an email to fhccast at gmail.com and let us know. And hey, if you like the show, go leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. It takes two seconds. That's nothing, and it helps other people discover us. Uh, Now, at this point, we'd usually like to let you know that what you're about to hear is a trailer for our movie of the week. But since our movie of the week is a Telugu language film, uh, we'll warn you that we won't be spoiling RRR in the next segment. So don't change that dial. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Fresh Hop Cinema, a show about the worlds of craft beer and film. If you're listening on the radio waves of KZFR 90.1 FM, you're only going to be hearing the first half of our show on the radio today. But if you'd like to hear the whole thing, you can subscribe to Fresh Hop Cinema on Apple Podcasts or wherever quality podcasts are found. It will be available to stream tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. So at the end of this, if you just can't get enough, go have a listen. R-R-R, short for Rise, Roar, Revolt, 
is an Indian film from director S.S. Rajamuli. He also wrote the screenplay adapted from a story from V. Vijayendra Prasad. It tells the tale of two revolutionaries in the 1920s in Delhi during the British occupation. One is Beam, played by N.T. Ramarao Jr., a sworn protector of the Gond tribe, who, after the abduction of one of the tribe's children, embarks on a quest into the city to get her back. The other is Raju, played by Ram Charan, an Indian and aspiring officer in the British military. Out of place and desperate to rise above his rank, he takes on the task of finding the Gond protector looking for the missing girl and bring him in. Dead or alive. Now, we're introduced to both of these men in vignettes and little prologues where, in the first, Raju single-handedly disperses a riot of, I think, thousands of men at a mm -hmm. small prison by jumping the gates and fighting his way through hundreds with nothing but a billy club to apprehend a single man who threw a rock at a picture. We meet Beam in the jungle amid a hunt, uh, hunt for a wolf, and that wolf ends up getting chased away by a tiger, and then Beam, with nothing but his bare hands and chest hair, fights and beats the tiger. <laughs> Uh, these are two larger-than-life heroes, and the plot thickens when they meet each other without knowing it, and together save a small child from being crushed and drowned by a flaming train. This movie runs three hours and two minutes and is exactly that over the top the entire time. There's action, romance, love, betrayal, twists, turns, colonialism, brotherhood, family, a fantastic soundtrack, and double-decker squats. I'm not going to say anything else about the plot, um, but Johnny, I peer-pressured you pretty easily into watching this. So what did you think? I loved it. It was such an adventure of a journey. Uh, it was touching, funny. It, it touched the sad parts of me. You know, there was tears, there was laughter, there was concern. It really ran the gamut. The writing on this was fantastic. It took us through so many different perspectives and twists and turns. Uh, you know, I loved this movie for being suddenly not about who you thought it was about. There was so many sure. shifts in that dynamic and visually it was fantastic. I mean, there was so much to look mm -hmm. at the whole time and it felt like there was a lot of care in every scene. Everything was well thought out. The mm -hmm. cinematography was great. The choreography was tremendous. It was over the top. It was massively entertaining uh, and in my opinion, a film that should not be missed. Give me an out of 10. 9-4. Nine four, a great. I actually didn't know how much you like, and you told me you liked it because I texted mm -hmm. you this morning, like, "Hey, tell me if it looked like I need to know to emotionally prepare myself." If you didn't like this movie, mm -hmm. um, a nine four, really, really great. Yeah, I'm gonna no, drop that in our notes. It's a confident nine four. It was tremendous. I, I watched this on a whim. I heard somebody else talking about it on a podcast, and it, it was on a discussion of of a top five list on Film Spotting. They were discussing their their top five movie bromances, and this came up, and I had never heard of it um, for a couple reasons. One, um, it's a movie from India. Um, and like you said before, we didn't play a trailer. It's it's a movie that's that's uh, was was made in. It's a Telugu language film, which if you like me didn't know what that was. It's it's an Indian language, um, and there's not an option on Netflix, which is where this is streaming, as well as like Disney Plus, a couple other spots. There's no option to watch it in Telugu. I didn't know that. I thought it was a Hindi language movie, mm -hmm. so I put on the the Hindi version and American subtitle English subtitles, and and the the lining up of the vocals was very bad. And that's because they did not, Netflix specifically didn't release it in Telugu, which really rubbed uh, the director the wrong way. Yeah. Disney Plus did, so you can watch it there. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't either until today when I was researching for watch this discussion. 
I know. I want to hear their voices. Uh, but it yes. was the original so actors. It was their voices because they, dubbed they it in also Hindi. speak Hindi. Yeah. Which is pretty well. That's not that crazy when you think about it. Hindi is um, is a very very popular language. It's spoken by about 572 million people. Yeah. Um, for comparison, Telugu is spoken by about 75 million. Gotcha. So much more regionally specific. Yeah. So it makes sense from a marketing standpoint that Netflix mm-hmm. was like, no, we're just gonna do one like one Eastern. I don't know. There's there's a lot of backlash from that. Yeah. Totally. Um, All right. Well, give me your thoughts. Right. So I did the research because I wanted to watch it in the original version. Also, Same. Um, I've watched it about about two times. Um, I watched it the first time all the way through and then uh, about half of it because, again, it's three hours and two minutes long. It is an epic film in every sense of the word. And I loved it. Like it's it's it took me about 25 minutes to get on board. It's a very non-American film. There's there's sensibilities here that you would never see in American cinema, which I found very refreshing. There's choreographed dance scenes. There's full on song moments. There's like a, there's like a partial song slash torture scene at the same time. It's, and there's, it's great. And we'll get into it because there's a lot to get into, but, but first and foremost, I loved it. It's one of my favorite movies of the year. I was moved. Like you're saying, like there was moments where I was like just cheering, laughing, almost crying, really invested in this story. It's like, it's just like a universally amazing story. It sucks you in. It's worth pointing out that the, the two main characters here are real historical figures this movie just happens to, you know, cover a time that is fictionalized before they kind of rose to fame and, and put them in the same room together, so to speak. Gotcha. But man, I loved it. Um, I, I, I'm gonna nitpick it a little bit. Um, it's not a perfect movie, um, but it's really good. It's a nine for me. It's fantastic. RRR is is it's just great. The soundtrack, by the way, like the English translation, is awesome. Like there's lines where it's like, "Will descend in bloodshed." Can the war? It's just so good. Yeah, it was really enjoyable. Yeah, um, it's maybe when we transition into the spoiler section of our show, the danger zone later, I'll like play a little bit of that. Um, but I loved it. It's nine for me. I'm gonna put that in our notes. Um, we've got a few minutes here to discuss for our radio listeners. So, what do you want to talk about with this movie, man? Huh. I mean, without spoiling, like favorite scenes. We can do. Yeah. I mean, again, three hours long. Yeah. I think we're clear up through the. Um, the train saving sequence. I think any of that can be talked about pretty fairly. Well, that's not that far into the movie. It's like 25, 30 minutes. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. I think so. Cause I mean those, so the movie starts with, with this abduction of this girl, Molly in the village. I think mm-hmm. that's how it starts. Mm-hmm. Um, which is the impetus for who we don't know yet. And then it cuts away to, um, to, uh, to Raju who is the guy that that quells the riot. Mm-hmm. And that's like another 10-minute sequence. Do you have his name backwards in the notes? Because everyone in the movie called him Rom. Um, no, I don't think so. Now, no, I don't think so. You can double-check me. Okay. Um, I am using his last name. but So so again, the actor that plays Beam, whose full name in, in the film is Komaram Beam, is played by N.T. Rama Rao Jr. And then... Um, no. And then Sitarama Raju, who is, who is the aspiring, um, you know officer in mm-hmm. the military uh, is Ram Charan. Everyone in the movie and even in the subtitles, it was R.A.M. Like calling him Ram. That's strange. But yeah, on yeah. the internet, it says his name in the, was that. That's Yeah, odd. so I don't know. There, Yeah, it was really frustrating to me the the disconnects between what obviously what was being spoken, like how their mouths were moving and the sounds matching up. That stuff drives me crazy. It gets distracting. So quick. I started in Hindi. I started the audio in Hindi with English subtitles. Then I switched to the to the dubbed version in English, and that was also bad. Then I was like, I was like, I don't want Brazilian Portuguese. I know this isn't in Portuguese. I know that for sure. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the other option right now. Um, so I just ended up going back to Hindi, and I thought this movie was just 
like I was like, maybe that's part of this type of movie where like when the girls singing, it's not even close. Yeah. But then it's come to find out today. Then like, no, it's, it was not in that language and that's why that doesn't work. Um, yeah. Anyways. I, I look too. that information is not readily available. No, dude. I, I always like no. listening in original language. Yes, of course. It's so, yeah. So the director, may, it was a pretty obscure article that I found. Mm. Um, but basically the reporter asked a two part question, like, how do you feel about the fact that Netflix didn't release it in Telugu? And also, aren't you, isn't it crazy how much the Western world loved it? And he was just said, but like, yes, it makes me mad. Also, I am surprised. Mm -hmm. And it was, that's how the sentence was written. I was like, this has been translated like seven times. Yeah. Something so, gets lost there. Yeah. Yeah, the two main characters are just so endearing, and like, yes, yeah, there's a, the first scene with uh, I'm gonna call him Ram because that's what they called him in the movie. Okay, well, you can't do that because we've just spent so much time establishing. We're gonna have to call him. We're gonna have to call him Raju. I know him as Ram. Okay, fine. Then for for listeners, then Ram is now the officer. Yep. With the, he's the guy with the great mustache, the best mustache. Who, by the way, they really quickly like give him a beard. Yeah. And, like, and I was like, is that what's happening? Like, yeah. how much time has passed? He went undercover, so he has a beard now. I guess so. And then when he went back as a soldier, beard gone. I know. It was very, some of that was a little hard to track. Yeah. But it's okay. Fine. fine. It took Wrong. us a moment. We're like, is that the same guy? And then you're like, am I being racist by saying that? You're like, no, I don't think so. Like, they're just there's, really throwing he's different. literally got a and full beard. There's a, there's like a whole sequence where Rom has a sketch drawn up of the guy he's looking for. And I thought that was supposed to be Beam. And I was like, I guess that kind of looks like him. Like he's a burly kind of dude. And then it turns out, no, he's like chasing Beam's associate, um, mm -hmm. whose name is escaping me right now. But uh, no, I lost it. Yeah, because they met. Yes. And that makes more sense. But yeah. I thought they were like, I thought he had just gotten word from the, like people in the community. Like, who's this guy? Who's the guy that is from the from the forest? I don't know. Yeah. So. Anyways, you're saying something about um, They're just both so immediately and endearing and like you mm -hmm. you are invested in them immediately they're both great actors when they come together or as individuals both like as individuals i was invested and then they come together and they meet and you're immediately even more invested yes but like because then you're invested in their friendship of course but initially like i'm invested in their path and the first time we meet rom he's very early in the film so there's no spoilers here he's yeah in kind of a, imagine just one kind of outbuilding in the middle of a giant field surrounded by six foot, 10 foot yeah. barbed wire fences. It's, it functions as a jail. Surrounded by Waves, thousands just, just, of of people. Yes. Obviously upset. They go into, go into detail about why they're upset. There's a guy they want released. Yeah. yeah. They're mad that their guy got arrested. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we meet Rom and... It's his, so good, his, his captain says, go arrest that guy. Wait, and wait, no, wait, there's even one, because the people are like knocking down the fence. Mm -hmm. I hate to cut you off, but it's a really, like every oh, scene yeah. is just like rich with these details. They're like, the mob is like, the chain link fence is falling. To one point, like they shove it so hard that it sends like a sonic wave and knocks over everybody. But in the style of Ed Harris from Top Gun, our boy doesn't move. Mm -hmm. Everybody falls down. He's just standing there with a stupid billy club behind. With his mustache. Yes. And okay, that's where he gets yeah. the thing. And then one dude throws a rock. Yeah. And the rock knocks down a picture of the imperial yeah, leader, whatever. and he, you know, this is where physics kind of be damned. Forget it. It was the first moment where I was like, <laughs> okay, so we're gonna have this kind of crouching tiger, hidden dragon, wire jump, wire jump, and yeah. and then that was incorporated in a lot of the choreography in this movie mm -hmm. and the fighting, and I think it was done well. And there's a certain suspension of disbelief that has to happen. Yes, you ascertain that very early on in this yeah. movie that, okay, that we're in for some Marvel. Superhero, almost 
in the hand-to-hand combat, some of the stuff they do. I guess I feel like that's I feel like that's almost not insulting to this movie, but it, to me, it still feels so different than a Marvel movie. To the level of not all the CGI Marvel, yeah. but like the people doing things They're like superheroes with superhuman yeah. strength. Yeah. Some of the things that they pick up and throw, like uh, you know, borderline super superhero yeah, yeah. or superpower level yeah, stuff, sure. mixed with that wire fighting, the wire foo that we've called yeah, it in the past. Yeah. Um, and that all worked for me, man. And I I loved how this movie kind of just went head to head with colonialism. And it was right. so obvious who the bad guys were. And they made them Dude, so bad, the just worst. so evil. And like, I lo- so when the girl gets abducted in the beginning, she is abducted because the wife of kind of the the, the bad guy, uh, played by I think Ray, St- Ray Stevenson, um, she basically gets like a henna tattoo, I think, from, mm-hmm. from the little girl. And the girl sings to her. And she turns to, not the girl, the wife. Um, turns to her husband and says, "Darling, I I want." He says, "I want this one for our mantle." Mm-hmm. And then, like the dude's associate, like flicks a coin out of his purse to the mom, and then they take her away. A lot of slow mo in this movie, by the way. Yeah, like really poignant slow mo. That if it were done worse, uh, would be evocative of like Zack Snyder stuff. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about how that in our discussion of um, Army of the Dead, we talked about how it works really well in like 300. But then you can't do that again because it just feels old. They do the same kind of thing here, but it feels new. Mm-hmm. And part of that is due to like the high frame that this movie shot at, um, the super stunning visual stuff that doesn't feel, well, compared to Zack Snyder, like so dark and gritty and, and at this point overdone. It's so vibrant. This yeah. movie's just so popping and glowing and like- Beautiful to look at. Man, um, you were saying you're immediately endeared to these characters. Mm-hmm. That is how we meet Rom, our first guy. Mm-hmm. And then we meet Beam- Who's, who goes by, when he gets into Delhi, he goes, he kind of undercover as a Muslim named Akhtar. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the jungle, he's like hunting a wolf and we see him just shirtless standing in the sunlight and he pours like a cup of blood down his, and it's like super close and you see like dripping down his chest hair. He's so rugged mm-hmm. and he runs and like fights a tiger. Mm-hmm. And the way that he stops the tiger from getting to him is catching the ropes that were pinning the tiger's net trap. It comes loose and he grabs both ends like, crucifix style mm-hmm. and pulls it together. It's like the most manly, which is so sweet because he's such a nice guy. When they get together, they're so sweet and they talk about like flirting with girls and they dance yeah. and they like talk <laughs> about poetry. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, I think it's kind of all the time we have right now for our radio folks, but it's so good. If it's not obvious in this uh, little truncated review, yeah. well worth a watch. It's on Netflix. You have no excuse. And if you're committed to watching it in the original language, I think that is available on Disney plus. I'm going to do it again. Yeah. Um, Man, I mean, it's, we could talk. We're going to talk more in the danger zone here, but um, do you have anything else you want to squeeze in right now? No, we got to go. We're short on. Okay, time. once again, you've been listening to Fresh Hop Cinema, possibly on KZFR ninety point one FM. R R R again, short for Rise Roar Revolt, is currently on Netflix or Disney Plus. Like we said, if you've seen it and you have thoughts of your own, which you definitely will, please, please, please reach out. We're on Instagram at Fresh underscore Hop underscore Cinema. Or you can send us an email to fhccast at gmail.com. And to our radio listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll catch you next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. on KZFR 90.1 FM. And as a reminder, if you want to hear the rest of today's conversation, which includes spoilers for RRR, which you're not going to want to miss, a review of that second beer from Homage and Hot and Bothered, head over to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Fresh Hop Cinema. The rest of this episode will be available tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. And to those of you already listening on your favorite podcast app, we'll be right back. Danger Zone. Danger Zone. Danger Zone. Danger Zone. Danger Zone. 
Welcome to The Danger Zone. It's a part of the podcast now exclusively. What's up, cool podcast listeners? I swear, Johnny Summers, <laughs> if I had to edit out a burp and you burp again on this lovely intro, uh, I'm going to lose it. No, it's uh, it's part of the show where we spoil our movie of the week, which is RRR again. Um, it's three hours and two minutes long. There's a lot to spoil. We couldn't, if we tried, get to everything we could probably passionately talk about. Mm-hmm. So let's steer the conversation starting with this. Uh, three three points to this question. What was your, let's say, most moving moment and, and moving uh, emotionally? You can take that sad or happy, but it has to be one of those two. So most sad or happy, powerful moment. Um, coolest action scene and most surprising portion of the movie. doesn't have to be plot driven, but it could be. Um, most moving was when Bream goes back to, to, to spring Rom from the, the underground prison cell. Yeah. And they have that moment and they're just like looking at each other. Sure. It's like, oh, great moment. Like I'm almost getting choked up talking and about it. And then he dude. rips the grate out of the ground. Yeah, it's so, so good. good. Okay. Uh, the whole time I'm like, that's a good fucking friend right there. I mean, yeah. That's their I, best friend. I love that they betrayed each other each mm-hmm. they each kind of did that yeah it, it does make you feel a little bit less partial to either one you're like okay we've all made mistakes yeah i love that both these characters are kind of kind of vessels for for their communities like they're, they're that's i think how this movie gets away with justifying their superhuman abilities is like they're really just metaphors as conduits for kind of like the the um the idea the motivation yeah, like yeah the identities of their their respective people mm-hmm. they're um, the the kind of the uh, figureheads of liberation and yeah. revolution. Yeah, so I, I like that the movie put us in a position as the audience to not have to side with one of them over the other for, yeah. f- by the end. Well, and I like the way that the movie also let us think that that Rom was kind of the bad guy for so long. Yeah. You know, his motivations didn't get revealed until late in the third act. Yeah. Was so it late in the third act? Is that when it, it happened? It felt late, like mid-third act. And that's when you kind of got this realization that they're both rebelling and mm-hmm. starting a revolution, but just on different scales. And yeah. turns out, fuck you, Rom's way more committed than you, and he went deep. Yeah. Like, he's been in this for his whole life. Dude, so I have a hard time. we got to go back to the questions. You're right. So um, that was my first question. Do you remember the second? The second question was... Was the the coolest thing? The, coolest, uh, best action scene. Best action scene, you're right. Yes. Uh, that has to be when all the animals get released. I think so that's epic. the easiest one. It, 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 might, it might be the correct answer. I'm not sure yet. I haven't yeah. thought this through. There's some good ones, though. Like... I really enjoyed what after right after my favorite emotional scene uh-huh. when he springs him when the, the forest scene the whole fight well the forest scene was crazy B- too before that getting there when sure. they're fighting and Rom is on his shoulders. It, oh man, it's so good! It's so I love that that's set up and by, corny. By that, why are they doing earlier in the movie? Why are they doing squats with him on his shoulders? Yeah. He's that strong, I guess. Yeah, because wasn't wasn't it the other way around for a different exercise? Weren't they doing like something else? Where he's doing pull ups. Was it pull ups? And yeah. he was like hanging on to him. No, I think it was just, just doing pull-ups. Pull yeah, pull-ups okay. solo. And then the next scene was Bream just squatting Rom. Dude, so so the scene you're talking about later in the film, they're running around. Oh, right, because Rom's legs get like beat up. He like yeah. torches his knees. Yeah. So he's in a cell, and then Beam has to carry him. Mm-hmm. There's a scene where they're hanging from a watchtower, and no chance in hell were they not going to swing up around. Like Obviously. You, and I'm not sure. like That didn't happen any other time in the movie, did it? No. But clearly... And this is a testament to to the cinematography and and just the movie making in general, like knowing how to shoot that. Like we're all like they're swinging up for sure. Yeah, defies all laws of physics, which we're already on board Dude, for. Let's do it. So it's gonna happen, and it does. And he sails through, like 
I don't fer- Ferris wheel style, maybe, maybe almost like a scorpion kicks tail the guy whipping around. God, it's so great. Yeah, yeah. So loved that scene. I loved the first scene with Rom and and Bream where they rescue the boy from the train. You keep adding an R to his name, and I think for the sanctity of his character, I need you to drop Isn't that. Isn't it? It's Beam. Oh, now you can say his whole name, which I think is really fun, if, especially if you commit to trying to pronounce it right. Komaram Beam. Komaram. Komaram. Komaram Beam. Komaram Beam. Komaram Beam. Great name. Uh, you mean the sequence saving the young child? Mm-hmm. It's so deliciously great because they're both kind of, they've both been, you get the impression, kind of searching for their goals for a long time. Like it's been months. Like mm-hmm. like our dude Rama has a beard now. I don't know. Beam's like, he's like a mechanic. He's like really in his thing. Mm-hmm. He's like in his cover story. And they're both like, like Beam's just, his buddy has been being chased by Rama. And Rama's like loses him in a crowd and he's at the top of a bridge. Like I'm talking to his uncle. Like I'm never going to find this guy. I'm never going to be promoted. And like. I'll never achieve my mysterious goal, which we don't know about yet. And Beam's dude comes over like, I just got away. I tried to, you know, we've been an infiltrator. We're going to be caught. All is lost. We're not going to find Molly. Those guys at their lowest points see this kid about to die and see each other from like super far away and are both like, I see you. You see me. You, We can t- like, you see everything I got right now. Like, let's save this kid. And the way that plays out is just the best. Mm -hmm. There's a horse and a motorcycle and a rope. And I don't know what the fuck's about to happen. No one does. No. Like where they go with where they going with the rope? (laughs) They just shoot off a bridge. They swing through, grab the kid. Dude tosses our other dude a flag. He wraps up, goes through fire, and they catch in the middle at the apex or you know, the the interior apex of their swing and they lock forearms. The music swells. It's just great. End scene. And they drop into the water in like James Bond credits style almost. They're like walking like dun 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 We're men underwater. It's mm-hmm. great. I think that might be one of my favorite action yeah. scenes, obviously, I guess. There were so many good ones. Yes. It's great. I like the callback when they get back on motorcycle and horse respectively. Mm-hmm. And he shoots the motorcycle into the art. How many fucking bombs were in that building? A lot. It's a building of bombs. Yeah. They had like a whole armory in there. I like that that woman was dead. Yeah. That made me happy. She did not go well. No. But was she was nice. the worst. She was the worst. She was like human trafficker. She was like patient zero for human trafficking. Yeah, man. She That was her her love, or not her love, her brainchild. Yeah. Um, that scene when we first see Molly back at the palace when um, when Beam goes to visit with Jenny. Mm-hmm. And she's, the girl, Molly is like, Molly is um, singing and painting their hands. And like all these like, like Victorian dressed white women around her. Very gross. I saw it today. I was like, again, I was like, ugh. Very minstrelly and just a, yeah, just like ugh. and then they sent her to live in a little cell, not a cell. It's like a nice room, but With you know, bars. a prison, a yeah. prison, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, the final question was, what was the most? I think you guys said the most surprising thing. It didn't have to be plot wise. Could have been like your experience with the movie. Like, what, what was it? And you can't say like, I love this movie so much. I'd never known that I would go in and love this movie. For me, it was how well the music and the dancing fit with the movie. Be more specific. I'm getting there. I'm just trying to have a conversation with you, man. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> I'm historically against singing and dancing in movies. I know. Uh, it's something about it just being so ingrained in the culture mm-hmm. really made it work for me. It, it just felt right, and it was beautiful, and it wasn't overdone. There yep. was like one major scene and then some singing at the end. Yes. So it wasn't... You know, you hear Indian movie, you hear kind of like that Bollywood mm-hmm. idea of a film mm-hmm. in your head, like, oh, it's going to be like a musical, there's going to be dancing the whole time, you know, and those are just very 
stereotypical Western archetypes that I'm placing on all yeah. Indian movies because that's what that's what I thought of. And if that's ignorant, then, then I'm being ignorant. But that's yes, you know, that's the the predisposition. You're, ster- you're saying you're stereotyping Bollywood movies from a Western perspective. They're, exactly. not, they're not Western archetypes. No, you're, yeah. you're you're associating Indian archetypes that Correctly. might be stereotypical. Correct. I got you. And for me, it was really well integrated into the film. It progressed the story. Mm. It added depth to the characters. It moved the plot. Yeah, it was viciously entertaining. So, I, yeah. It reminded me of like Greece almost. Reminded me of Midsommar. A little bit, like the falling down dancing stuff. Oh yeah, but oh. that I could see that, but that was so much more grim. Yeah, I was just joking. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah okay, just the falling yeah. down part. No, it, it was. It really like reminded me of Greece. Like they're having a dance battle. Mm-hmm. Like not West, not West Side Story. I forgot I've ever even seen yeah, okay. that movie. I blocked it out. <laughs> I fucking hate that movie. Yeah. Um, but I loved it, and the songs were catchy, and the music was infectious. Like, yeah. it just, it was, I enjoyed it. Like, I, I really enjoyed Dude, it. Dude, that scene is like the Indian cha-cha slide. Because it's like, there. It, you know what it reminded me of also was uh, A Knight's Tale. Mm, Do you yes. remember that scene? Um, yeah. Where they teach the, the, the dance the, from Gelderland. David Bowie slowly going yeah, up yeah. in the big ballroom scene. Yeah. It's such a fucking um, great movie. Because it's a great movie. It's actually a shit movie, but it's so fun. Yeah. Uh, I watched it a couple years. When's the last time you saw A Knight's Tale? few years probably. oh yeah it's it's not great it doesn't hold up it's like it's so um anachronistic like all the stuff in there like is just so they did the thing where it's like they tried to incorporate all these modern aspects and put it in medieval times it might have been novel at the time but i watching it back i was like this is not good still um, like it i do too it's great yeah. um anyways the dance scene in rrr is great because it is a dance battle and it's rom defending beam's honor basically because mm-hmm. like he's getting shit on by like this this mousy kind of Posh Englishman. I don't even know if it was English. I, he might be. They all were. Yeah. Um, and he's, can you f- do the flamenco or the tango or whatever? And then there's just like this plate rolling forever. And I'm like, what is going on? I yeah. guess it's, I, I guess that's just India for you. And then the plate, sh- 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 and then fucking Rom kicks it up. Dr- he's a drummer, I guess. Doesn't yep. make any sense. He can play great drums. It's awesome. And then they dance till they fall. And there's this moment of like competition between the two. And Ram lets Beam win. Yeah. Maybe. I think Beam No, he totally have, did. He did, but like, who knows what would happen if they kept going. I think Beam might have won. I don't know. Maybe. Great. Yeah. They were such good friends to each other. Yeah. Like, that was the through line. And I loved that, that there was betrayal on both sides, mm-hmm. and it, they happened at different times. So there was moments in this film, long moments, actually, yes. where you feel like one's the bad guy. Yes. And totally. I love that this movie lets you sit with that for a while yep and then you know it completely flips you on your head and you go way back in rom's childhood yes which was that was getting crazy that was gonna be mine like my most surprising thing was like oh like because you know he's got some weird history stuff like we get some flashbacks we know he has a wife and like Mm -hmm. a community we don't know what he's doing and then we get the backstory of like his family and his village being massacred basically Mm -hmm. um and what i was gonna say earlier when you were like let me get to the questions what i just remember what i was gonna say was i'm fascinated by the morality of like the undercover cop that maybe goes too far mm-hmm. and like at what point is, is their goal no longer justifiable for the stuff they've had to do to get there. Mm-hmm. And it toys with that a little bit. Like he tortures yeah. some people. Yeah. There's that scene with when he finally catches the guy from the poster. He tortures beam. Oh sure. Of course. Yeah. I mean the most, sure. like the culmination of Ex- that. Except you can see it in his eyes. Like he doesn't want to be, doing, he's like, just give up. Like you don't have mm-hmm. to, but he hits him cause you know, he's got his own thing. But whereas he's, he's torturing beams, other dude, his, his dude from the poster before he gets bit by the snake. 
not really like there's nothing in his eyes where he's like, I don't want to be doing this. He's like, I'm gonna do what I have to do yeah. to get this information. That's shit. That's a tough torture scene. Like, dude's really beat up. He yeah. f- smashes his finger with a cane. Mm-hmm. Whacks him in the knee a bunch. <sighs> get bit by a snake. There's so many animals in this movie. So many animals. At one point, I think Beam throws a tiger at someone. Like he redirects uh-huh. a tiger and just, and a motorcycle. And a motorcycle, sure. Yep. Man, there's a scene in the animal scene in the animal sequence where he loses the key. It goes down a grate. Mm-hmm. You see him like like Ram just throwing him on a chain. And then you see him like his eyes crying, and then the key goes down, and it cuts back to him, and he's like furious. And he just picks him up and he just chucks him. So strong. Just a strong man. Yeah. Both of them. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite action scene? There's so many. I mean, I think even scene, there's scenes within scenes here. There's mm-hmm. shots within scenes, obviously. Yeah, there was so many moments. There was so much care. I think the one that sticks out to me is the final battle in the forest where all the reinforcements are being called. Rom finally has the bow and arrow, right? Yeah, it's him. And he shoots through fire towards the camera and the fire opens up like a camera lens and you see the arrow come through and it's this beautiful like, just him muscled out with a bow, like f- very slow motion. Yeah. It's a very, um, yeah, very memorable shot. That's mm-hmm. one of my favorite scenes. The whole movie is that him like running around like a ghost, arrowing people. Dude, when he put the grenades on the arrows. I don't know why that physics part tripped me. I was like, that's not going to work, dude. But, but no. They'll go a little ways. I don't know, man. How many bow, How many times have you shot bows and arrows in your life? Plenty. How many is plenty? A hundred? It's not Nothing. I own about five bows. I haven't shot in a while. I'll give you that. But I used to shoot arrows like hours a day. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I put stuff on arrows before. Like I've tied ropes to them. I tried a lot of stuff. And I really don't think a grenade would work. That's, They're pretty know. heavy. Pretty heavy. Give At least don't, I don't know. We're going to need a bow and arrow. A potato a, grenade maybe. A grapefruit and some string. Yeah, sure. Let's try it. Let's try it. Or maybe an orange. I don't know how heavy a grenade is. Let's get a grenade. <laughs> we'll just, blow it up. <laughs> let's just get a fucking grenade. <laughs> let's do it. Um... Uh, what about you? What was your favorite action scene? Is that what I, we already talked about? Your we favorite did. action scene? Yeah. Okay, sure. And then the second one, favorite, that, like that emotional, favorite moving. Yeah. Um, that was the first one. Um, my most moving scene. I mean, there are a lot to choose from. Um, getting him out of the prison is a really nice one. Um, I think there's, there's a moment where, I think there is, where, so basically, Ram has convinced the high ups to execute beam privately. Mm-hmm. Cause he's like, if you do it in public, they're going to get all mad. But really he's planning this sort of ambush to free him. He saves Molly's life round does, I think by like shooting a dude in a bush. Mm-hmm. Beam oh. sees that as like, you missed me big mistake. And like comes and beats him to, not to death, but he clearly leaves him alive, but like mm-hmm. beats him pretty bad. And he knew that's what was going to happen. He's going to shoot the guy that's about to attack him or shoot the guy that's going to kill his friend. I like mm-hmm. that. I like those sacrifices that are made split second. So yeah. that moment was a good one for me. Um, yeah, I think the scene when Beam is holding Molly through the bars is a pretty that kid. That kid's acting her tail off there. She's sobbing. I don't know what they told her to do, but right, it was rough. That was rough. Um, there's a lot though. I you know I could keep going, but those are some ones that came to mind. Nice. And then surprising, you already touched. On. Yeah, the the twist with him mm-hmm. with Rem. Yeah, just. Uh, Pretty nice. Very good. Nice movie. stuff. Such a well put together movie. Very lastly, to touch on Bollywood trends, like the end credits, right? Where like everybody gets a dance thing and they all, that was fun. Yeah. Like at that point, I'm so invested in whatever's going on. Like, I don't care. I'm just happy they're happy yeah. at this point. You know? I like I like the weird fourth wall shattering that that provides. Like everyone's looking at the camera dancing. Like mm-hmm. you even get Jenny to do some stuff. I thought they would have the villains doing it. Oh God. I was like, you know, the actors, they they acted also. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm glad they didn't. I am too. Um, 
Anyways, that's RRR. You got anything else? Nah, man. It was so fucking good. It was so, so good. You think this will be top 10 for you of the year? Yeah. It's got to be. Like, it's just so fun. Uh, this is a movie. Watched it with Shalina, and she was like, next time I'm having a bad day, I'm just going to put this on. Yeah. Like, it's that kind of movie. It's that. It's it's Marcel is that. Yeah. Valley of the Lost Dance oh. is that. Marcel's so sweet. So sweet. I love um, it. There's a, come on, come on, is not quite that. But no. It's, no, that's too emotional. Yeah. But, you know. But yeah, in that, the pantheon of... Uh, no questions asked make you feel better movies. Yeah. This is there. It's got to be there. Yeah. And talk about an immersive story that just removes you from anything you might be distracted by as yeah. well. Which is which is crazy because there's so many distractions in this movie. Like it's yeah. such, it's there's no slow moments really. No, it didn't feel like three hours. I love when he, when Rama is boxing, just jumped out to me. He's oh, like yeah. punching his punching bag and he punches it. And I swear to God, a bullet hole comes to the yeah. other side. He just punches so <laughs> he hard. He shot... It's not a punch hole. It's a bullet hole. It's mind bullets. It's awesome. Yeah. So good. All right. We could keep going. Yeah, let's, let's not. Let's move on. It's just getting silly. Uh, I'm going to play a fun sound. We'll get into beer number two. Sound good? Do it. All right. Johnny Summers, our hearts are full from RRR. And now, thanks to you, our glasses are once again full. So, beer number two. Uh, as I said, I'm very excited to try a different style from this brewery. So, tell me what we're drinking. We are drinking Nectar Hazy IPA from Homage Brewing. It is, you guessed it, a hazy IPA that's 6.8% ABV uh, and very limited description online. We read hazy IPA with peacherine hops. It's a small description, but it holds mystery. Well, of course. So we all know what hazy IPA means. We know what hops are. We obviously know what the word with means. And before you tell me what peacherine are, what you did that time with the name was you combined the right and the wrong. You said homage. Mm Mm-hmm. Versus homage and homage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you said homage, which I love. I think we should say it different every time. I think so too. I don't care. Keep going. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. What peacherine? I can't say that I've um, had that. No, I've had peach rings. Love them. Love them. Love I em. love peaches. I could eat a peach for hours. Aside from sounding like peach ring, is this actually supposed to taste like a peach ring? Well, let's find out. Right. Uh, this is from freestylehops.com, and I will say that I'm not sure if this is where Homage Brewing got their hops, <laughs> All right. uh, but this is the only website I could find with any specific information about Peacherine hops online, so uh, that's what we're going with. From freestylehops.com, codename Peacherine is a new advanced selection from our breeding program. In rubbing and brewing trials, Peacherine has displayed a complex nectarine and citrus character with sweet fruit, lime zest, and indistinct tropical notes. Okay. Uh, we have given it the codename Peacherine while we evaluate it as an advanced selection for full commercial release. So this is essentially an experimental hop varietal uh, that is getting implemented into beer now. It's it's based in a New Zealand hop. I believe it's a New Zealand experimental hop. So. Uh, I don't know if this is specifically where they got the hops, but I'm assuming it is the same varietal. Sure. So here we go. Uh, well, this feels a bit like like the FDA hasn't approved this, and we're the guinea pigs about to taste it, man. Um, okay, 6.8%. I'm just looking at it in my glass. You are looking at it with your mouth. Um, looks really nice from where, where I'm sitting, at least near this. I have no light on mine. Yours looks really great. When you took a sip, the light shone on it in, in a really satisfying way. Wow. Great. That Thank is you. wild. You got to try this. Come on. You is should it drink wild, it. dude? Or it's, is it just another hop? Like, it's another hop. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. I'm going to play bad cop. Bad hop. Well, Sorry. I don't know if I love it. Bad hop? I'm playing good, hop, playing bad, good hop, hop, bad hop, which um, is what we should do more often. You don't know if you like it. It's it's interesting. In what way, Johnny Summers? Did you even say interesting? Nope. Okay. <laughs> 
You really are the bad hop. You're just putting <laughs> words in my mouth. Yeah. This is entrapment. Put some hops in this mine. This is enhopment. Oh, terrible puns. Well, that is a brand new hop flavor. That's fun. There's new things in there. It's melony. Definitely get citrus. There's ish. I mean, yeah. yeah like it's tropical. Uh, it's then it finishes bitter, fairly dry. You're just describing a hop. You're just yeah. describing normal hops. Yeah. It does the things a hop's supposed to. So we have confirmed that it is, in fact, a hop. That's good to know, at least. Check that box. I, I tried it as well. It's, um, I like the nose. I like the nose, too. I actually um, only caught a little bit because my glass was pretty full, so thank you for that. But um, I don't know, man. I wouldn't have been like, yeah, but, yeah you know, I don't know. Nectarine, maybe, but probably not for me. I don't know that I would have picked that out. I know for sure that I would not have picked that out. It's too cold. Come on. It's not too good. We need our damn trademarked glasses. I'm going to invent these. I'm going to make one. You should. Uh, we talked about that recently. I'm not going to rehash it. Mm -hmm. I I don't think it should be called peacherine, probably. They didn't even mention peaches in the... It's too cold. The The cold temperature is masking like all the hot flavor. If you let it warm up in your mouth a little bit, it opens up like crazy. Is that true, you think? 100%. Well, then I guess we can give it a minute if you want. Just firmly grasp it. Okay, I will. I'm going to grasp it now. Yeah. I think the part where she yelled Molly and it was in slow motion was a little dumb. Yeah. It was too early in the movie to commit that much. If we're buying for ourselves time. In your picks. Oh, that's true. We didn't well, even wasn't get into it that. A 10. Well, there were some nits and picks, but yeah. we're past it now. Oh, I guess if we're here. Uh fine. We're briefly revisiting the movie. Revisiting the movie. We're just we got sixty seconds. Yeah. Um I actually now looking back objectively, I'm not sure how much of this is coming from the dubbing being so poor in Hindi. Some of it is. I had to consciously ignore it. I think that most of the acting on behalf of everybody except the two mains was pretty bad. But it works. But it's not – they're not good performances. And the the material isn't necessarily asking them to be like you said about the villains. Like they're just bad. We don't have to necessarily empathize with them in any way. They're, they're colonists that are invading India in the early 1900s. Mm -hmm. That said, there's – I and it's not just the villains, like it's all the auxiliary characters. Like Jenny was pretty rough. Um, the performance from actress, um, I don't know why I'm going out of my way to call out this person, but I'm going to uh, Olivia Morris. All that stuff was very funny, but her performance was kind of flat. Everybody else's was except our two leads, and you only need the two leads really, um, to make the movie work. But if the movie's going to do more than work and be perfect, I think everybody has to be perfect, and they just weren't for me. That's fair. That was my easiest and quickest nitpick. Fair enough. Probably about 60 seconds. Hit that beer again, sure. It's it's a little bit warmer now, definitely. I personally think it tastes a little bit better, not ice cold right out of the cooler. Yeah, maybe. Um, I'm not sure. It was still pretty cold for me. I think this last sip in my glass will probably be the most indicative. Or uh, that's the right word. Yeah. Um, I do like this beer. We haven't really talked about that. Um, I enjoy what I've gotten so far. I just don't think it tastes like peaches. Which I guess it's not claiming to. It's just in the name is peach. I don't yeah. think it tastes like nectarine, really. We There's read, citrus, though. We read sure. peacherine hops, and we're like, oh, it's got to taste like peaches. Why not call it citrine or nectarous? Hopperine. Sure. I don't know. The peach is the thing that's throwing me off the yeah. most. But it is called nectar, so nectar is the juice of a fruit. The beer is called nectar. Yeah, the hop is not. Yeah, I'm, talking, I'm, about, saying. I'm talking about the hop. No, I'm saying, but there's nothing in the title of this beer that makes it sound like it should be peach flavored except the hop. But so, the entire description about the beer, all five words of that 40% was about the hop. 
you know? So I think at the very least, like if you're going to highlight the hop, if it's a single hop beer, that should be the highlight. And if you're picking the name Peachering, people are going to think little peaches. Mm-hmm. I think it, I don't know. It tastes a little peachy. Come on, really? Yeah. Why not? Well, I would say because it doesn't. That would be my biggest. Why not? Mm. No. Not peaches. It's citrus first, if you ask me. Yeah. And it's got a pithiness to it. Mm. It's very pithy. Citrus would be hard. I would say more melony. I'll give you a generalized stone fruit. Sure. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Melony for sure. There mm. is a lot of that sweet kind of cantaloupe kind of melon stuff. Yeah. For me, it's more melon and citrus. Way than, more. Than Especially stone fruit. as it warmed up a little bit. Yeah. That came out hard. Yep. It's delicious. It's too heavy. Yeah. On the mouthfeel, I think. It's got the 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 hazy heft, as I will trademark now. Some some hazy beers um, are just really, really heavy on the palate. I think mm-hmm. this is one of them. I don't mind that so much, but um, sometimes I do. And sometimes it's it's a little bit much. And I think for 6.8%, um, it's too beefy. It lingers thickly. Yes. Too beefy. Mouthfeel. That's not, the not name flavored. of my memoir. I lingered too thickly. Lingered thickly. Yeah. Um... It's good, dude. I, I I don't mean to to tear it apart. I was hoping for a little bit more excitement from a brand new hop or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's a solid beer. I might take a little bit more out of the out of the twelve ounce can that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, same situation for you getting this one. You got it from a friend. They're not available in Chico. Yeah. Okay. I love it. I mean, I like it. I don't love it. Um, yeah. It's always fun trying a new hop varietal. It's not blowing me away, but I do like it as a hazy IPA. Uh, it's nice and bitter. It's not too sweet. Well balanced. Well made. Hot, the, the single hop varietal isn't really knocking my socks off. Though. No, it's not available in Chico. I think good. Stay out of our market. Get out of here. Wow. No, I don't care that much. <laughs> you can drop the bad <laughs> hop thing now, man. Oh, it's great. Okay, yeah, it's a fine beer. It's good. <laughs> I drink it again. This one was canned on November fourth, so we're we're just under a month out. So this is probably best case scenario for it, assuming mm-hmm. um, your friend kept it cold enough, which I'm mm-hmm. sure he might have. So, I don't know the guy, so I'm not, I can't say for certain. He's pretty good about stuff okay. like that. It's good. It's not great. Um, homage Brewing is on my radar. Yeah. Right. Well, if you're down there, go get some homage. You say homage? Homage. <laughs> okay. You already said that one. Oh, homage. Oh, that's proper. Okay. We got nothing else. Let's give it a rating. All right. Nectar Haze IPA from Homage. Nectar Hazy. <laughs> Hazy. Yeah. Come on. All right. For me... It's like a six two. All right. Can you elaborate on the point two so I can take one more drink? Well, it's just a little bit extra. Well, no, <laughs> I certainly can't. Well, no. Uh, uh, okay. It's just it's just it's not a five nine. It's not a six one. It's it's a six two. Where'd the six go? You like? Do you intentionally not land on whole numbers? Yeah. It's stupid. This thing those are rookie heard. scores. They're not rookie scores as long as you can justify them. And for that reason, mine's a five. It's right up the middle. Mm. There's no sway in that. If it's up the middle, it's up the middle. It's only a five. There. It's also a five. Mm-hmm. Not only not is your ah. is your five half full or half empty. In this case, it's half full. It's a totally passable hazy IPA that that brags a lot more than it should about what it's selling. Five to me feels like you just barely like it. No, I I equally just barely like it as I just barely dislike it. Right. Give me that beer. Sure. Oh, wow. You brought this beer to me? Wow. Thank you so much. You took that beer from me? All right. Yeah. That's a five for me. There you That's go. where I'm at. You're not going to be upset if you were gifted this beer and then dropped it on the way home. Well, I don't want to spill my beer. Like I don't want to lose a beer. You yeah. know, like I like beer quite a bit. Sure. So I would be upset, of course. 
but I'd be happy to give it away and I'd be happy to receive it. Hmm. All right. From the this right like, person. It's like uh, true. No- t- <laughs> happy, happy to give it away. And if it's the right person, I'd be happy to take it. Oh, boy. We're in a new age in medicine. Who cares? There you go. There's this a movie. A- oh, it's in, it's in my hot and bothered. There's a movie I talked about that talks about herpes. <laughs> it's a, okay. It's a documentary on the dangers of the adult. No, I don't. I, it doesn't matter for now. But um, that's what I thought of just now when I said herpes. Okay. I'm in a weird mood. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. The point is, Nectar Hazy IPA six two five, respectively. You and me. Yeah, it's fine. It's totally fine. It's above average for you. Yeah. Okay. Do you have anything else on this beer? Uh, no. Let's get into hot and bothered. I'm itching to talk about it. Not a herpes pun, by the Stop. way. All right, welcome to Hot and Bothered. Um, I've got a I've got a grocery list, not not a thing. I have a laundry list of things to talk about. So first and perhaps foremost, shout out to my friends Ben and Sam, the Sun followers. I'm currently wearing their T-shirt. It's tie dye, and since I don't think they listen to the show, I hate tie dye. But I like my friends, so I bought their shirt. They actually might have given it to me. I can't recall, but I did buy one of their beanies. They were playing at Fifth Street Steakhouse last Sunday, and um, a couple friends went out and we saw them. I ended up sitting in on guitar for a couple tunes. Um, And then they came back here, and we drank wine and played music. I drank too much wine. I'll tell you that. Nice. No, it was bad. You know, somebody's like, I drank so much, and it was – and you're like, ah, thumbs up, brother. I drank too much wine. Yeah. Went to bed at 2, had to get up at 6. Oh, yeah. Terrible. I Woke threw up. up. I threw up wine. Woke up still drunk. No, I was sober. What? Not even fun. I was sober and hungover immediately. Oof. Wine's very sugary. Yeah. Um, fun night, not fun morning. That morning I had to go to a Harley Davidson class oh, to get my yeah. yeah to get my certification to get my M1 license um, at the DMV. You can take a class. It's expensive, but all people say it's worthwhile. I didn't plan accordingly. People can get me out of responsibility by enticing me with music. And that's what happened. So I woke up at six, had to be there at like seven. Tried to get out of it. They have a strict cancellation policy. I said, I'm not feeling well, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, about 30 minutes into the class, had to step outside and threw up in a barrel. Sick. It was bad. That's so savage. I talked to the instructor because I made up this whole thing. I was like, listen, and I felt so bad about lying, but I knew I couldn't get out of the thing. It's like 350 bucks and it's not refundable. I was like, hey, man, like, it's, I just wanted to ask. I know. Let me stop you there. I know. But I was with family for Thanksgiving. Like, some, My mom was sick, which was true. And I'm not feeling well today, which is also true. It was on me for trying to connect those things. They mm-hmm. were unrelated. I said, is there any way that I could maybe schedule f- for a future class and like just transfer it? And he was like, well, if you go look in your folder, there's a guy's card. You can give him a call and see what he says. I was like, okay. So I grabbed the card. I walked outside. And I called the number. Ring, and then I hear from inside the Harley store the phone ringing. It was just, and they're not open yet. It's seven in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I'm back inside. I was like, this is what I'm doing. And then, of course, an hour later, I, I threw up. And he then he goes, hey, man, if you're not feeling well, like, let me give him a call real quick. <laughs> it's fine. I was like, yeah, that's what I was trying to tell you earlier. Mm-hmm. Anyways, went through the class, passed it, which apparently not all people do. So that was fun. Nice. Um, that was my Sunday night, Monday and Tuesday day. Jesus. Um, I'm going to keep chugging along here. Yeah, do it. Um, so you can ride your Harley now. I can buy a Harley and ride it. I know how to ride a motorcycle now. I feel very confident. That's cool. I could absolutely start. The ones we were riding were like little 500s. They're not crazy mm-hmm. beast or anything. Um, but I could ride a motorcycle very confidently. That's cool. Not a problem. I want to learn how to do that. It's You got 350 bucks and not a hangover? You can do it. Um, I oh. also shot a video with my friend Webster Moore previously the day on Sunday. Um, that's for my Patreon, my own personal Patreon. 
um, and it'll go on my YouTube, but the people that support me on Patreon get credited on the video at the end and, and make it possible because I'm going to pay Webster and, you know, I bought the gear that we used. So mm -hmm. that was super fun. Did one original and um, covered the tune Walking in Memphis. Webster is very good at piano, so he played that part. Nice. Super fun. Johnny, you say something now. I have watched an entire television show since last we met, as I am known <sighs> to do. Yes, you are. You ever heard of the English? I started it and stopped. Yeah. So go ahead. Emily yeah. Blunt? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen I've seen 20 minutes of one episode. Tell me more. Might have been enough. Did you not like it? It was fine. Why'd you keep watching it, dude? I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. It was clumsily put together. Damn right it was. But it had some compelling storytelling, and a couple of the characters were pretty... When did you decide that? What's that? How far into the show did you decide it was worth watching? Mm, I decided fairly certain that it was worth watching. I decided about episode five or six that I wasn't crazy about it. How many episodes are there? Eight. <laughs> At the end, you're like, I shouldn't have done this. Towards the end, it was third act of a movie. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So it just didn't have a strong landing. It was all over the place. It was very scatterbrained. It didn't really pick what kind of narrative it wanted to be. And it tried to have like a twist ending that was not surprising at all. Can you set the stage for this this show a little bit? Uh, it's 1800s. A woman seeks revenge on the man she sees as responsible for the death of her son set in 1890s Oklahoma. Why is even the narrator of that description like slightly sexist? Right. Like the man that she sees in her woman eyes as responsible for that death. Mm -hmm. Who knows what the truth is? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah. recommend or no? No. It sounds like a no. It's tough because I enjoyed watching it, but like episodes six, seven, eight, just kind of everything fell apart. Yeah. When things are supposed to be culminating, it felt like it was going completely the wrong direction. It was more degradating. It was devolving. Mm -hmm. It was mm -hmm. just spiraling down the drain. So I would say no. Yeah. Okay, great. I made the right choice. That makes yeah. me feel very vindicated. Yeah. Emily Blunt is fucking magnetic on screen, but like- yeah. I don't know why she chose to be in this role. Favorite Emily Blunt movie? Go. Oh, probably A Quiet Place. Oh, really? I liked her in that quite I'm a bit. Sicario. Mm, never seen it. You never seen Sicario? No. Denis Villeneuve? No. Come on. What? I didn't know he did that. Yeah, dude. Shit. Well, so this is this is what's interesting to me about you, and I think I think that Sicario will be the tiebreaker. I was gonna say deal breaker. If you see Sicario and like it. I'm no longer just going to come at you with Arrival being a movie you'll like because it's a great movie. I will say you like Blade Runner 2049. You like Sicario. You have to like Arrival. You're gonna. Mm. Also Denis Villeneuve, obviously. Yeah. Um, watch Sicario. You're going to like it. All right. It's, oh, it's Josh Brolin, Benicio yeah. Del Toro. I love Benicio Del Toro. It's, dude, Gray even is chiming in. Yeah. She's like, I fucking love that movie. You got to watch Sicario. All right. Don't, you can skip Day of the Soldado, the sequel. It was a different director. It's not there as good. three now? I'm not sure. There but, was like a newer one that came out like last year. Mm, I'm going to say that's not true. You can fact check it if you want, but uh, no. Um, okay. Well, great. So I'm going to skip the English uh, as I have. And I, I think I encourage everybody else to also skip it. Good enough. Okay. Uh, anything else? What else got? I got something. Uh, we had a nice time on Thanksgiving day after. Went to our third annual Black Friday share at my friend JJ's house who brought the beers from LA. Okay. His uh, parents' property out in Durham. 
just like a small crew gets together and and mm. have a bottle share. And he brought up a bunch of cool stuff from LA. Got to try some stuff from Highland Park. He brought mm. me my Highland Park membership beers, which oh, was cool. very exciting. Uh, yeah, good stuff nice, like dude. that. That was fun. It's a third time we've done it. Sometimes they're huge. Sometimes they're tiny. This one was medium. There's about six or eight of us there. It was intimate and there was enough people there. You know, you get at a party where there's just too many people. You can't even have a good conversation. Everyone's just talking over each I other. I hate that stuff. Yeah. It's the worst. It is the worst. There's a sweet spot for a bottle share. And I think it's like six or eight people mm-hmm. where there can be several yeah, yeah. individual conversations happening and it doesn't get cacophonous. So, nice. Yeah. Um, it was a really good time. I had some killer beers. Uh, a friend of the show, Brian McGivavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavav
a letdown. Like, you know, no matter how crazy this shit gets, like, this is just going to be a crazy mm-hmm. rescue, not mm-hmm. a crazy tragedy. I mean, I've learned a lot from this show. Like, I learned, I know how to do CPR on a 20 or 20 day old baby now. Gently. That was one of the most just jarring things I've ever seen. I'll bet, man. A cop's body cam doing. Sure. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's heartwarming. It's moving. There's a ton of great stories. It's mm-hmm. the episodes are like little 20 minute chunks. And if you just need something really heartwarming and fulfilling and kind of he- faith in humanity restoring, you should watch that. Rescue Cam. Rescue You cam. said you can watch on a Hulu? Uh, it's on Hulu, yeah. Anywhere else that you know of? Uh, just the A&E app. All right. Uh, okay. So I, well, so really, this is a stupid one, but I think it's worth shouting out because I'm, I'm all in favor of um, not hurting things if I don't have to. And that extends to animals, which extends to some extent to food. At the same time, I like certain things. And I think we're at an awesome time to be alive because we're at the forefront of like new food technology. I was in the grocery store today and I found some vegan chicken nuggets called Nugs. They used to only be on the internet. And now they're in stores. I made them today. The, hot, the normal ones and the spicy ones. Couldn't tell the difference. No kidding. Genuinely. If you like chicken nuggets, check out Nugs. They're very good. I just wanted to shout that out because I feel like you would super dig them. I almost made them for you when you came over. Oh, That's it. Um, concerning you, big shout out on air. Thank you for that, <laughs> dude. Um, Johnny from a birthday a couple of weeks ago, but just gave it to me today because we haven't seen each other, um, gave me a Green Knight, the, the film from a couple of years ago, inspired um, tabletop role play game like Dungeons and Dragons, which mm-hmm. I've never played before, nor been all that inspired to, except for our friend Jared Schmidt, who has almost convinced me to do it one time, but it didn't work out with our timing. But I'm going to now, because that is an A24 licensed The Green Knight game, you a film not. that I loved and that you loved. Um, so thank you for that officially yeah. on air. Happy birthday. Thank you. Um, okay, very lastly, I watched the latest Michael Bay film, <laughs> why? which is super new. Um, well, here's the thing about Michael Bay, man. No, Why? Why did I watch it? Yeah. I'll tell you. The film is Ambulance. It came out earlier this year, early 2022. And it, it's 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 Jake Gyllenhaal. I love Jake Gyllenhaal. I think Nightcrawler's fantastic. I think he's pretty good in just about everything. He's great in Okja. He's I could list, I think, for a decent amount of time, films of his that I like. The other thing about Michael Bay, and, this, and then I'll start talking about why this movie specifically. Michael Bay did good stuff and then didn't. Let me tell you some movies. You might not know this. Here's movies that Michael Bay did, beginning 95. Bad Boys, The Rock, Armageddon, Pearl Harbor, Bad Boys 2, The Island, 2007 comes around, Transformers, Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen, Transformers, Dark of the Moon, Pain and Gain, Transformers, Age of Extinction, 13 Hours, that Benghazi movie with um, with uh, uh, John Krasinski, I think. Then he did um, Transformers, The Last Night. Then he did Six Underground in 2019, a terrible movie with Ryan Reynolds. And then he did Ambulance. And I think at some point, Michael Bay will come back around to making a good movie. I am sad to report Ambulance is not it. He has traded in excitement for explosions with excitement for lens flares. If you don't know the the premise of Ambulance, basically, this guy is having trouble. He's he's an ex-vet. I guess he's a vet. He's a veteran. He's an ex-military man. His wife has cancer. He can't afford the treatments. So in order to pay for it, he agrees to do one last job with his crazy off-the-rails brother. That's Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, The job goes wrong. The bank heist goes wrong. They have to steal an ambulance which carries a shot cop and uh, a paramedic. And they're driving through Los Angeles trying to get away. That's the movie. There are explosions, don't get me wrong. 
There's over the top acting. There's terrible lenses. There's a shaky camera work. It's 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 so it is so bad that it's good. It's so fun to watch. Hmm. There is literally, I think, in the first maybe forty five minutes, there is a an egregiously obvious lens flare at least once every thirty seconds, oh and I'm God. not exaggerating. Oh. There's lens flares when there's no source of light. <laughs> you can be indoors in a dimly lit room, and there are lens flares with the magnitude of the sun's fire. Just why, dude? There's the scene, so the the recruiting scene where Jake Gyllenhaal is trying to convince his brother to to like they like they need a driver or something. One like we just need one more guy. It's, you know, it's thirty two million dollars, man. This could solve all your problems. Like I love you, bro. Like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a scene where he's like trying to convince them. They don't look at each other. They're like kind of like like one's facing. Those like forty five to ninety degrees off center, and the camera is handheld. Moving around them clockwise, arbitrarily will shift to like a, a Dutch angle, shift counterclockwise from a, and it's just so discombobulating. It's so bad. The other guy, by the way, the the, the other main character is uh, Yaya Abdul Medin the second, who we uh, Mateen the second, and we've talked about him in something like an actual film, but I remember him from a Black Mirror episode. Mm. I'm looking up real quick because he does like a good job in the beginning. And then the movie just gets crazy. Like the ambulance jumps, there's cars crashing into stuff when they could easily just do a slight swerve. Mm -hmm. They run into like concrete piles. It's awesomely terrible. It's on Netflix. I think it's just, I mean, it's gotta be one of the worst movies of the year. It's, and I don't understand why Gyllenhaal got on board. It's just, it's just terrible money had to be money. And it's one of those movies you throw on when you want a background movie. And I guess that's where Michael Bay's sweet spot is. But if you get a chance, no, that's wrong. Don't watch it if you have a chance. If it happens to be on and you are paralyzed and you have to watch something. Pay medium attention to it. No, watch it. Yeah. Absorb it. Just just <laughs> fucking buckle up, dude. I like shit movies. So, I mean, th- there's a lot of motivation for me to watch it. This. It is a shit movie. It's a proper shit movie. Um, and I'm really quick just looking up this guy's filmography. Um, that's not it. Oh, he, no, that's not what I'm thinking of, is it? Okay, so he's been in a couple of things. He was the new Morpheus in the Matrix Resurrections. Um, oh, okay. He was in the Trial of Chicago Seven. Um, he was in Candyman, which I didn't see, but he was in. It was good. He was in Us, I guess. I don't remember him in Us. Okay. Um, he was in Aquaman. Don't care. And I guess he was in The Greatest Showman. Hmm. But who knows? All right. Anyways, that's kind of been my week. Has it only been a week? Yeah. Did we do an episode last week? Yeah. I was in Reno. No. Was that last week? I think yeah, it was. we did. We recorded on. Well, yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, I got yeah. it. I don't remember the movie. Oh, uh, the menu. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And uh, Bill, 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 Brit. Brew built. Brew, Brew built. built. Yeah. yeah. Our homies. Now. Bill, 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 Bill. Bilbo Baggins Brewing Company. That's it, man. Okay. Um, that's. I think that's all I have. I'm double checking my notes. All right. I think I'm good. Oh, yeah. Ambulance is when they talk about herpes. Jake Dylan has a great line. The the paramedic is like, I wish I didn't have to do this. He's like, well, I wish I wish I didn't have herpes, but we'll have to deal with the hand we're dealt. <laughs> Just to close that loop. That's hilarious. I love it. Okay, so nothing else, Johnny Summers. Uh, no. Okay. Then, as usual, the show wouldn't be what it is without the support of Bailey Minardi. Thanks to everybody on Patreon. Go check out the Handlebars Happy Hour, seven days a week, 2 to 6 p.m. Um, we are watching the, the Lovely Bones. Now I can't remember what it's called. To the Bones. The Bones and All. Bones and All. Timothy Chalamet, Luca Guadagnino directing. That's next week, and we'll figure out what beers we're drinking. But definitely go see the movie. Johnny wants you to. Probably. That's right. Okay, I'm Max Minardi. I'm Johnny Summers. Drink some tasty beers. Watch... Ambulance? Don't watch Ambulance. Or a good movie. Yeah, go watch, I don't know, go watch anything else. Either way, be good to each other and uh, do stuff that makes you happy. See you next week.
This is Fresh Hop Cinema. <laughs>